0: Linda McHenry, host of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Thanks for joining me. Today is Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020, and this is episode number 10, Taking Your Insurance on Vacation. If you'd like more information about who I am, what I do, my books, my YouTube channels, or my podcasts, visit my website at lindamchenry.com. The podcast page also offers you the opportunity to submit questions for each week's Q&A section of the podcast or to request a guest spot might also want to check out my book, Taking the Mystery Out of Business, which discusses what I view as the nine fundamentals for professional success. You can find the book on Amazon in paperback and as an ebook, and you can also find links to it on my website. Now let's talk about how your client's insurance does and doesn't follow them when they go on vacation. Now's the time to start thinking about it before they actually hit the road. Under most homeowners and renters policies, your clients have worldwide coverage for their belongings. So it doesn't matter where they go on vacation, they'll have coverage. But don't forget that they only have coverage as the policy is written. So that would be, in most cases, on a named perils basis, unless they have an endorsement that gives them open perils coverage. So what does that mean? Well, in the policy, there's a list of perils that are insured. So if your client, let's say, goes on safari in Africa, which my sister did once. And she said, well, what happens if I'm leaning out of a hot air balloon and my camera falls? Well, cameras falling to the ground from a hot air balloon are not one of the name perils. But a way to work around that would be to recommend that your clients purchase a personal effects floater before they go on vacation, so that if they have cameras or they have other property that they want to ensure on an open perils basis, they can get that coverage while they're on vacation. Now, the homeowner's policy does also include some limitations and exclusions with respect to theft. Specifically, loss by theft of jewelry, watches, furs, precious, semi precious stones, firearms, and their related equipment are limited. Could be $1,000, could be $2,500, depending upon the policy. Could be more if there's an enhancement rider added. There's also an exclusion for theft of certain credit cards. Now, typically, if it's unauthorized use, you're going to have some coverage, but if mom and dad give their son or their daughter the credit card and then the kid goes crazy with it, that's not one of those things that you're going to see covered. And in any event, if any type of theft takes place, it must be reported to the police as soon as possible in order for coverage to apply. Under most homeowners and renters policies, your clients' liability coverage is going to follow them on vacation as well to an insured location. And the term insured location is defined in the policy. There's about six or seven different categories. And the one that we're thinking about on vacation refers to any non-owned premises used by the named insured as a temporary residence. So that would include your client's hotel rooms, motel rooms, the homes, the rooms, the cottages they rent. Now, what your client's homeowner's liability won't do is it won't follow them when they rent any type of motorized vehicle. So this will include a car, a motorcycle, a moped, an electric scooter, a dune buggy, a golf cart. Now, liability for golf carts may follow them if your clients rent the golf cart on a golfing facility and they're actually using the golf cart to golf. But if they're using it to drive around in place of a motorized vehicle, you're probably not going to see coverage. Another thing your clients, homeowners, and renters' liability insurance won't do is follow them when they rent a boat unless the boat meets specific length and horsepower limits. For example, liability usually follows your clients if they rent sailboats that are less than 26 feet long. But if they rent any other type of boat with an engine that has a 50 horsepower or more, they're probably not going to have liability coverage. Each policy also imposes restrictions based on whether the engine or boat motor is inboard-outboard or inboard-outdrive. It's also interesting to note that your clients are more likely to find their liability coverage following them if they borrow a friend's boat than if they rent or lease a boat. Another thing to keep in mind is your clients' homeowners and renters' liability will not follow them. And it doesn't apply at all to any hovercraft or aircraft. Now, there would be an exception for hobby aircraft, such as a drone. Again, though, you might be seeing some exclusions about drones that are cropping up. When it comes to your client's auto insurance, it will follow them when they rent cars on vacation, but only in a limited sense. The car your client rents has to be a private passenger type vehicle, and it has to be driven by someone with permission of the rental car company to drive. In other words, it has to be a person who's listed on the rental agreement. Coverage for the rental car is not as comprehensive as it is for your client's own car. In most states, it's only provided on an excess basis, meaning the rental company's insurance has to pay first or issue a coverage declination letter before your client's policy will pay. For more details about renting cars, listen to episode four of the podcast, which aired a few weeks ago, and it's titled Rental Cars and Insurance. Are you giving your clients the right advice? Now let's move on to our weekly Q&A. In each episode, I answer questions submitted by listeners. And actually, this week's question prompted the topic for this week's episode. A listener in Florida asked, Linda, do my clients' homeowners insurance policies cover them if they rent rooms or apartments using Airbnb for the summer? Well, the short answer to this question is only if they've added an endorsement to their policies. The unendorsed homeowners policies liability section specifically excludes business, which is an all-encompassing exclusion. Bodily injury and property damage losses are not covered if they arise from or in connection with any type of business conducted from an insured location, or engaged in by an insured. So it doesn't matter if the insured owns the business or not, and it doesn't matter if the business activity takes place on the residence premises or not. Now there is an exception to the exclusion that will provide coverage for the occasional rental of the home as a residence, or for rental of rooms for up to two roomers or boarders. And here's where the problem comes in. If your client rents a home or a room in the home using airbnb that's not considered occasional it's regular and it's business which is defined as a trade profession or occupation or any other activity engaged in for money or compensation when it comes to rumors and borders they're considered regular residents of the home not serial short-term renters so again if your clients want to participate in Airbnb or some similar type of arrangement, they really need to make sure that they either buy a specific homeowner's policy that covers that or add an endorsement to their policy. That's it for this week's episode of Taking the Mystery Out of Insurance. Once again, if you'd like to learn more about me and what I do, or would like to find all my podcasts, YouTube channels, and blog, visit my website at lyndamchenry.com. My book about the nine fundamentals for professional success, called Taking the Mystery Out of Business, is now available on Amazon. Remember, clueless is a dangerous place to be. Tune in next time as we investigate some more insurance mysteries together.